Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. The world is a great big Jaffa cake. Some people don't like it, others do. Good morning. And it is a good morning, isn't it? Uh, it's thrilling, uh, I tell you. I've got Christine Nickel coming up in a bit, talking about animals and what they think and that. Also, yesterday, I'm delighted to say I recorded Evie Lynch's uh, Game Saves. That's uh, Ivana Lynch, if you want to make her feel like she's in trouble. Um, she, it's delightful. I can't wait to share it with you. I think I will share that with you on Friday as a special treat for you. Uh, but in the meantime, come on! <clears throat> it's the Russia report. It's jolly exciting. Now, uh, thrillingly, the uh, Intelligence and Security Committee said, in brief, uh, Russian influence in the UK is the new normal. OK, and there are a lot of Russians with very close links to Putin who are well integrated into the UK business and social scene and accepted because of their wealth. I mean, I don't really have a problem with the social scene. Imagine being part of the social scene. That's not going to happen. Uh, they said there's been a lot of abuse of the UK's investor visa scheme, which offers ideal mechanisms by which illicit finance could be recycled through what has been referred to as the London laundromat. Yes, we all heard of Compromat. London does the laundromat, washing the dirty money. I always wondered why we have this reputation as being this marvellous financial centre. Marvellous financial What we mean is we'll take any old grubby, blood-spattered, bank notes like we're rinsing out your filthy kecks and i do i have to say i think the conservatives are quite guilty the tories they think they can do this incredibly clever artful game of yes yes these are rogues and scoundrels but watch how daintily i dance between the teeth of the crocodiles and i take their money most prettily like Huawei. Yes, well, we, we do have some concern, but I think I'm clever enough to take their money and not get... Come on. A million dollars the Conservatives took from just one Russian donor. I don't know what else happened. How prettily. And am I scathed? Nary a scratch. Ow, 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 ow. And members of the House of Lords don't have to declare their donations from Russians. Absolutely fine. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, Neil Neil Green uh, had something to say about this. He emailed saying, I don't know if you saw Boris Johnson's speech yesterday. Uh, A, no, I didn't. And uh, B, I couldn't even find it anywhere following the Russia report. Coincidence? Hmm. 
emoji of man scratching chin. Uh, he said it wasn't so much bulldog spirit, more Bullingdon club spirit. Even though it appears that the Russians have infiltrated many of our elections, I am here today to tell you we will not stand for this. We shall not flag or fail. We shall go on to the end. We shall tie their shoelaces together. We shall throw stink bombs. We shall draw glasses on their faces while they're asleep. We shall put cream in their hand and tickle their face. We shall give them cream. We shall give them dead legs and dead arms. We shall unscrew the lid off the table salt. We shall kneel down behind them while our allies push them over. We shall never surrender. Thank you for that, Neil. Uh, all of this, of course, was uh, very much pushed back and refuted by Putin's spokesman, Dmitry Peskov. Bet he was. I would be. Uh, Stuart Hosey, MP. Uh, who was chosen by the class, uh, the Intelligence and Security Committee, to read the report out. Do you want to read for us today, Stuart Hosey MP? Yeah, OK. Uh, he said, no, but that's not how he talks. He's got a Scottish accent. But you just can't do that anymore. You can't do it. Uh, said, nobody wanted to touch the issues of voter influence in the Brexit re referendum. This is in government. With, I quote, a 10-foot pole. Well, mate, all I'll say to that is... You've got Brexit to thank for not having to call it a 304.8 centimetre pole. And it's a barge pole. Thank you. I'm sick of this. You can't even say barge now. What? Just one hour after the report's publication. Uh, Dominic Raab. No, I'm not, I'm not going to eat anything with tomato in, apart from ketchup. Uh, he was eating a ham sandwich with no marge. Uh, he dismissed the investigation demand, insisting uh, a retrospective assessment of the EU referendum is not necessary. No, and I agree with him, actually. I do agree, because um, as Trevor Noah said when he was talking about uh, Russian interference uh, in their elections over there, he said, I, I don't know how the Russians could have made us racist. <laughs> or ultimately... Uh, apathetic. And that's quite a good point, I think. Uh, but look, the nation is awakened by the Russia report. I mean, on the afternoon of the release of the Russia report yesterday, do, do you know what was trending on Twitter? Tipping point. Tipping point. Um, lots of other stuff trending on Twitter. Uh, and, uh, well, why don't we have the inaugural one of these? We wish you well. Yes, uh, it's time for We Wish You Well. Uh, why am I talking about this? Well, because uh, Ghislaine Maxwell, who was also trending on Twitter, uh, well, uh, President Trump, uh, when asked about uh, her case and her incarceration and her trial, uh, he said uh, uh, he wishes her well. That's that's what his take on it, uh, because I tell you what, that guy knows how to treat a lady. Uh, President Trump, we've got uh, Goering up next in the Nuremberg trials. Anything you want to say? I wish him well. I wish him well. Also, uh, I think we should wish well then uh, Chris Evans this morning. Uh, not the American actor, uh, the egocentric, squeaky voice radio shouter who married Billy Piper when she turned 18 and faced down accusations of sexual misconduct. Um, there have been some, uh, as yet, unproven accusations about him in relation to uh, Jeffrey Epstein. He's sh his phone number's shown up in a little black book, I believe. We wish him well. 
that's what we do. Uh, and I'm thinking, if there's someone you'd like to wish well in a similar vein, uh, why don't you let me know? It's not today at swanburst.com or at not today on Twitter. Who would you like to wish well the way Donald Trump wished Ghislaine Maxwell well? Well, 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 well. Of course we do. Uh, it's time to catch up with Professor Christine Nichols. She's Professor of Animal Welfare at the Royal Veterinary College at the University of London. And she has such an interesting take on animals and their behaviour, their psychology and all the business and all the doings. Here she is. Professor Christine Nichols, she talks to the animals or rather gets the animals to talk. Recently, I've been a bit addicted to Animal Park, uh, the BBC series with Ben Fogel and Kate Humble going around Longleat. And I know that Longleat was sort of set up in the 60s to pay to keep the house in good order. And now, of course, the shift is completely on kind of conservation and, and the animals and stuff. And I feel like with, with zoos and stuff, whereas, you know, you might have condemned it Historically, now they're these kind of refuges. But more broadly, animals and tourism, do they mix? Uh, yeah, it's, it's a really, really important question. And it's, it's, a really, it's actually a really complicated question because the answer, I think, is yes, sometimes, but be careful. So um, I think there are situations where tourism is actually essential to keeping wild populations going. Um, and the benefits that come because the wildlife is being valued, I think, are huge. But then there are also cases that you hear about where tourism is having a directly negative impact on the animals themselves. So we've been looking a little bit at um, a way that you might evaluate that. So one context is looking at the orca whales um, off the west coast of California, um, where there's a lot of tourist activity and a lot of boats and a huge industry almost taking people out to view the orcas. Yeah. And the question is, is that having an adverse effect on the orcas? Is it, is it good? Who's it good for? Would the orcas still be there without that tourist industry? Yeah. And that's a complicated one because it does look as if there may be some negative impacts, especially if the boats get too close. Um, or there are just too many, because certainly it shifts the behaviour of the orcas and they have to spend a lot more time being vigilant and less time feeding, for example. So it can have potentially some detrimental effects. So you need to be a little bit careful. But I've also, on the opposite side, been doing some work with um, elephants in Zimbabwe. And there, there's been a lot of campaigns to say... um, Oh, tourism involving captive elephants is is cruel and people shouldn't go and they shouldn't engage in it. And that comes from some facilities where maybe some of the um, activities that were being advertised with elephants maybe were questionable. You know, is it is it right to expose elephants to huge numbers of tourists? Is it right to ride the elephants, for example? What are the training methods like? Mm. But a blanket ban doesn't help either. So I've been involved with a group of 10 elephants in Zimbabwe, and they were all rescued um, from droughts or because their parents had been poached and these you know, young baby elephants were found yeah. um, and wouldn't have survived in the wild and can't survive in the wild. So... If the tourist industry drops off completely, 
these survival of these elephants is actually quite directly threatened. So I've been working with a new little charity called We Are All Mammals, which tries to recognize the continuities between us as humans and other mammals Mm. and give equal weighting to both. So so this little charity is trying to work with, um, with people running these elephant facilities in Zimbabwe to say, if tourists are going to come and if tourists are the only way that these elephants can be supported to survive and, and thrive, how are you going to keep these elephants in the best possible welfare and what sort of tourist interactions are going to be fun for both? So they're moving away from some types right. of activity to other things that the humans really enjoy and the elephants really enjoy as well. So one of those things is the humans can come and they can now feed the elephants with sugar cane, which is a very natural food. It's not going to make the elephants ill in any way. How do you come on? How come do you up. how do you floss an elephant? <laughs> well, the other thing is that these elephants are being trained to actually take part in all sorts of veterinary care things so again by giving them some sort of positive reinforcement and training they will put their feet up then you can have a look and you can trim their toenails i see no reason at all why they couldn't have their um teeth flossed as well (laughs) if they eat too much sugar cane because it becomes very very cooperative and i think that's the whole aim it's about cooperation and making sure that these elephants which are on a three thousand hectare reserve they're not kept in tiny cages or anything these elephants live a a fairly free life but they're not free and they're not wild but they do need tourists yeah so i suppose what i'm arguing is that it's not black and white and that when we think about elephants we need well orcas are black and white and elephants are gray but we need to think about (laughs) grayness a lot grayness is where it is so so don't just have these blanket bans or blanket decisions don't say all tourism is bad yeah all interactions with elephants are bad some may be and some may not be and how can we improve them yeah i guess the answer is do do your homework and choose carefully your homework yeah Yeah, definitely Yeah. yeah but don't make don't make assumptions yeah no. uh, the charity's website is weareallmammals.org yeah uh, it's a very new to. very new little charity that i've um, just agreed to be a trustee of so That's yeah people should check that out um just out of interest what do you feel is the most misunderstood animal if i can even ask you that question the most misunderstood like, what animal. ones where, what are the ones the way you think oh man you've really got that wrong um <laughs> i think that some very misunderstood animals are probably some of the invertebrates and i think i probably misunderstand them too i have no idea i've mm. I, I, i've all my life i've tried and tried to sort of put myself into the mind of another mammal yeah. you know like an elephant like spine. a cow even to put myself into the sort of the feet and the beak of a bird mm. and you know, all my life I've spent a lot of time working with with chickens, and I think I've got a little bit of a handle on it. But mm. when I look at um, when I look at an octopus or a, yeah. a a squid and somebody eating squid on a plate in front of me, yeah. I have no idea of what that means. Whether that's um, is that an ethical issue or not? You know, I yeah. genuinely don't know. Their brains don't look anything like the brain of a vertebrate right. i have no idea what's going on they... in there no, no. <laughs> 
Well, <clears throat> we'll try and find an octopus psychologist uh, yes. for the next series of these. Um, that was great. Uh, thanks very much to Professor Christine Nichol for all of that then. Um, I am so out of time, uh, but uh, thanks very much for your movie memorabilia stuff uh, that I asked for yesterday. I solicited and you provided. Thank you. Um, I'm just going to do Pablo's today. I'll do others tomorrow. Uh, Pablo says, uh, how do in a mighty yop to the apostles? Not my word. Uh, in regard to your recent request for info relating to movie memorabilia, I thought I'd tell you about my mate, Grog. His name has been changed for legal reasons. And he's much bigger than me. Grog. What could his name possibly be? Uh, Gr Grog was a member of the of a of a The Beatles tribute act. I think he was George. Uh, they were very good and once rated as the world's second best The Beatles tribute act. Please don't look them up. Oh, not only is he much bigger than me, he's also very strong. <laughs> They used to do a summer tour in New Zealand and gigged at bars and clubs around the island to small numbers, but to much acclaim. One of their shows got booked out by one person. What? A certain Mr. Peter Jackson, who's a massive The Beatles fan. He brought his friends, family and some employees from WETA, his pioneering special effects company. Yes, the pioneering special effects company of making things far away to make them look small. Everyone had a great night, and after the second encore, the band were ushered towards the big man himself, and he invited them to WETA for a tour the next day. Oh. Not that bothered, only liking boxing Elvis and John Wayne movies. Oh, I'm getting the measure of Grog now. Grog still went with the band for the tour, as it was something to do. During the tour, they were taken through to the prop warehouse, a real warehouse that contained props, not a prop of a prop warehouse, that had loads of memorabilia from his films, including items from Bad Taste all the way up to the Lord of the Rings. Uh, two of the Lord of the Rings films were out by this point. As part of the Lord of the Rings props, there was a scale model of the castle of Mordor, Barad-dur, a.k.a. the Dark Tower. OK, you've lost me now. Don't know what you're talking about now. And I've seen them which was still being used in the upcoming final film of the trilogy for wide shots, etc. As the tour moved on, Grog, who was completely nonplussed by any of this, decided to reach out and snap off a spire from the aforementioned Castle Mordor. Oh, naughty. He popped it in his pocket undetected and carried on with the tour. Oh, naughty. Oh, naughty Grog. After the WETA tour ended, they had a drink with Jackson. Oh no, now naughty now, now naughty. And returned to their lodgings and went on to finish their own tour. He returned to Newcastle a month later. Okay, that's probably enough information to track him down. Not only is he big and strong, did I mention he likes to box? Whilst in the pub on a... Let's let's say uh, Wolverhampton. Wolverhampton. Returning to Wolverhampton. Uh, whilst in the pub on a day soon after his return, he was regaling us with the tales of the tour when he reached into his pocket and produced the spire with a look of confusion on his face. He soon remembered and told us all about it. As most of his friend group were nerdy dweebs like me, we listened with our mouths agape. I think he still has it somewhere, although knowing... Grog. <laughs> he actually typed his correct name there and said, oh no, that's torn it. Tell my children I love them and daddy's gone into hiding. He probably binned it or used it to clean his... bang. I know this is slightly off piece, but it always makes me laugh when I think about it. Yop, Pablo. Thanks, Pablo, and goodbye. Goodbye forever. And goodbye to you. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow with more stuff. And uh, don't forget, Evie Lynch.
Friday. It's going to be great. Um, take care. Have a great day. And I'll see you tomorrow, hopefully. Shall we? Okay. Okay. Bye. 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 This has been a Swanburst Media production. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.